You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Professor Robert D'Agostino, and I'm with Duplex Matter. And, uh, of course, the more I look at the uh, news, the more we know that facts don't matter at all, <laughs> at least in some of the most important areas, such as uh, protecting people uh, in, in cities when, when crime rate has gone through the roof, and yet we have all this, oh, Black Lives Matter. Well, what about the black lives that are getting killed in the inner city? What about the children getting killed? What? You know, what the heck? Uh, that's a, a small price to pay for a future utopia, all right? Anyway, let's uh, take a look at um, a couple of things. First, a comment. Uh, I see Senator Manchin of West Virginia. Uh, is, I think he's preparing to double-cross uh, his constituents. Uh, he has been standing firm against uh, abolishing the filibuster. I think he's laying the ground for deserting his promise uh, to support the filibuster. And once that filibuster is gone, it's uh, it's over. The uh, the Democrats will, will institutionalize uh, fraudulent voting. The, um, of course, that's not the reason he will give for uh, He'll say that uh, the Republicans and McDonald refused to, to, uh, to investigate the insurrection in Washington. After all, 150 people who breached the, uh, the, the Capitol, uh, one of whom was uh, armed uh, but uh, never shot anything. The only shot that rang out was, of course, from the security guard who shot an unarmed Trump female supporter. Uh, but um, nevertheless, it's, that was an insurrection. It was a threat to the entire country. Uh, we had to have the 24,000 National Guardsmen come in there. Never mind the looting, the rioting, the burning down of police stations, the, uh, uh, what happened during the uh, uh, riots in Minneapolis and, every, and not Milwaukee and Kenosha, Wisconsin, and other places. All that, you know, it's all right to attack federal uh, courthouses and buildings. That's not an insurrection. That's a peaceful protest. But in any case, um, uh, so Mance is going to have an excuse to, de- to desert his promise to support the filibuster, uh, to, remain, to, to remain, and that's going to be that McDonald, you know, just that he will not go along with this, this, this investigation of the insurrection, which we all know what it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be a way to, to tar and feather any Trump supporter they can. Look. And I'll get into the main topic today in a minute, but the harm done to this country by Barack Obama is incalculable. Incalculable. He politicized and therefore corrupted the Department of Justice. He politicized and corrupted the FBI so that the leadership of the FBI is worthless. The FBI is turning into a partisan uh, organization designed to intimidate and threaten uh, opponents of the Democratic Party or the left-wing of the Democratic Party. I'm not saying there hasn't been some politicization in the past, but not like the systemic politicization of the Department of Justice by Barack Obama, and now, of course, continued by Barack Obama's third term. No one really believes Biden is in charge. 
<clears throat> I personally think that's probably Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett and a few other people whose names you know get bandied about who are not so well known who are really running the show. But and don't get Valerie Jarrett is is at an office in Barack Obama's home in Washington. Uh, so we have now uh, the politicization and therefore corruption of the Department of Justice, the politicization and corruption of the FBI, and that's really terrible. The politicization and corruption of the CIA. The CIA always been political at at, at the top, but never this to this extent, and never uh, being used uh, uh, against uh, political opponents of the uh, of the president. So so we now have. And then, of course, the politicization of the IRS, which other presidents have tried, but Obama succeeded. And now we have the politicization and therefore corruption of the military. Any military leader who is a known Trump supporter, a known conservative, will be purged. And that's happening now. So now we're going to politicize the, the military. So all this is occurring uh, in, in, in the country and something even worse I don't know if it's worse, but something else is occurring. And that is a lot of this defund the police business, a lot of this attack on the police is really preliminary to, to getting a nationalized police force. Something that uh, J. Edgar Hoover fought against having the FBI as a national police force. But, we, but Barack Obama wanted it, and they're going to try and get it. We're going to nas- they want to nationalize the police forces on the grounds that they are ineffective, and we have to reimagining, watch that word, reimagining police work, reimagining uh, 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 the criminal justice system. And this means the reimagining is going to be the nationalization of the police force and the criminal justice system. We have that aim for a national police force, one under political control of the establishment Democrats. And it will be used like they use it against Roger Stone and Rudy Giuliani. And I'm not, look, I, I worked with some Roger Stone's people back in the Reagan days. And I never was a, a fond of Roger Stone. But guns in the middle of the night to arrest him is a big danger. They're doing to Rudy Giuliani. These are warnings to those who oppose the, the, the reset of American government. And that's what we're having, a reset. And it's a totalitarian reset. That's where it's going, uh, of the American government. And Hayek, you know, he wrote a book called The Road to Serfdom, <laughs> which which uh, <laughs> which we seem to be living through. And, of course, we have uh, uh, the what really is happening in 1984, by George Orwell, Brave in the World by Huxley. Uh, read those books. Animal Farm, or Beer Mall. Um, and that's where we are. But in any case, uh, Manson is getting ready to, to, to do a double cross, and that means two things will happen. If they do away with the filibuster, we will get the, the uh, institutionalization of vote fraud, and we will get a packed Supreme Court. And they'll pack it with radical leftists, leftists who will go along with any leftist uh, agenda. In any case, watch closely because I want to remind my listeners that several months ago, before this all came out, I called uh, Fauci a villain. I said it will be it will 
sooner or later, people will realize that Fauci is really a villain in this whole thing. And I think that's all coming out now with the way Fauci helped fund the research in, the, in Wuhan. Ah, oh, Trump's right again. Let's see. The virus escaped from the Wuhan facility. The Wuhan facility for enhanced function was partially funded by none other than the United States through uh, uh, Fauci, through through the agency, an agency working with the NIH. And uh, so we have financed our own disaster. Oh, well. Uh, and uh, all in, of course, now, of course, everything is the name of wokeism. And, and in this show, we've pointed out before that any that this is a religious fight. Uh, any fight this vicious is a religious fight. And, and of course, we've uh, pointed out in the past um, what the, uh, how you tell it's a religion. It has sacraments, infanticide, a common sacrifice, a sacrament of primitive religions. They may call it something else like abortion on demand, but it's still infanticide. Uh, same-sex marriage. You can't charge. I mean, the Catholic Church... Marriage is a sacrament. Well, for the, for the progressives or the woke religion, however you want to call it, the progressive religion, the woke wokeism is a religion. Uh, same-sex marriage is a, sacra- a sacrament, and if you disagree with the sacrament, you're a heretic. And of course, we don't burn heretics at the stake yet, but we certainly can cancel them. And of course, magic and mythology, you know, the mythology of uh, police brutality in the black community, that's, that's a myth. There's, there's no evidence of it. And then the, 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 yeah, what, what a, yes, there is evidence that the police stop you know, driving while black, that there is some humiliation involved, that the police do uh, sometimes zero win on, on perfectly innocent black males particularly. But you got to look at the situation. Who commits crime? Who commits almost 50% of the homicides in this country? Young black males. And who do they kill? Other young black males. And so how do we stop that? Well, we did. Giuliani did it. Bloomberg did it in New York. It's known as stop and frisk. Um, That is, the left just went crazy. Uh, And no more stop and frisk. Therefore, the thugs, the pimps, the drug dealers are carrying their guns openly in, in, in these cities because... They're no longer fear that someone's going to find them with an illegal gun. And, and as I told <laughs> the Brady Pack, as I wrote to Brady Pack in an email, it's wonderful, I, I'm all for gun control. Give me your proposal in taking guns away from criminals. That's what I want to see. And I never got an answer. I never will get an answer. Because, if, if frankly, they want the, those who are resetting this country are all in favor of increasing criminality, and I'll talk about that in a minute, and I'm going to quote some, some people uh, on that one. But let me start first with the, this whole idea of wokeness, this whole idea. And, of course, woke's been around as a word for a long time. In fact, uh, it, uh, it means awareness, and it was really, in the black community, it meant awareness, but, it, of course, now it's used as a, uh, uh, by the left. Uh, and uh, this one uh, one commentator said that uh, you know, Jorge Gonzalez 
Galarza that uh, that woke is a toxic outgrowth of Protestant Christianity that threatens the American regime of liberty and self-government. Both Christian and woke worldviews build moral orders around the categories of innocence and transgression, but with vastly different effects. Yes, it's a religion. It's part of the religion. It's a religion. It's a religion. That's what he's saying. And it's a, it's a religion that's anti-Christian religion. And of course, the Democratic Party is an anti-Christian party. It's clear. And he continues, and I'm quoting him again, by placing atonement for past transgressions at the center of politics, wokeness seeks to apportion power in proportion to innocence. <clears throat> Note that how in woke terminology, speaking as a member of an innocent group instantly confers a legitimacy akin to what uh, others called heightened moral knowledge. That means, of course, all those George Floyd rioters last summer had to be given a whole pass from prosecution and lionization from Democrats because of their moral courage. So that's how it that's how it goes. Break. I will be right back after the break. Hi. This is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. It's Robert D'Agostino, back with Two Facts Matter, and I'm talking about wokeness, the religion of wokeism, or the maybe you say it's part of the religion of progressivism, or, it's, or progressivism is part of the religion of wokeism. It's a religion. Anything that's this vicious. It's a religious war, and people, American people need to understand it's a religious war. you got a choice. You can believe a believing Christian or a believing Jew, or you can be a believing progressive. 
can't be boats. Um, not if you fully imbibe the progressive philosophy, which I'm going to discuss Cloward and Piven in a minute, step by step. But I want to talk about wokeness, because this is all part of it. Uh, opposition to woke is co- any woke cause, and it's social justice. You know, a student of mine, uh, they, uh, when we, before we had these Zoom classes the last year, but a student will sit there and, and we demand social justice. And I say, well, what does that mean? I, I mean, I, you know, what if I told you I'm against social justice? So I want to know what you mean by it. And, of course, they don't answer it. They don't have a meaning. It, or, or it boils down to, to one of two things, taking people, money from one person and giving it to another, redistribution of wealth, or, or, or enforcing equality of results. Not equality of opportunity, equality of results, which they call equity quality of results. Why don't we say, yeah, well, I have quality of results. Uh, you want to uh, have a brain tumor removed by a, uh, a doctor who didn't qualify? I mean, ableism is a, uh, a dirty word among the progressives. It's something that's uh, just another word for white supremacy, ableism. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think they're confusing white supremacy, or what they claim is white supremacy, with the superiority of Western civilization. Oops, I'm not politically correct. That's right. Western civilization, which has given us... Look, there were two civilizations that really, in a sense, could have dominated the world. One was Chinese civilization, except when the Mandarins took over, that was the bureaucrats took over in the Middle Kingdom, and China, which was way advanced, uh, way ahead of the rest of the world at that time, uh, suddenly, uh, in the first kind of uh, experiment with what kind of a socialist system, a corporatist system, when the Mandarins took over and made all their concentrated power and decision-making in in the uh, palace, and that was the end of Chinese dominance of the world. Well, now we have Western civilization based on Christian, Jewish, and and Greek philosophy, but it's a Christian civilization which stands on the uh, shoulders of uh, Judaism, what's right about Judaism, and and what's right about the Greek philosophy, and the Roman law put in there, and that has been superior. That has given us uh, medical advances, almost all of them, technological advances. It's given us the the current prosperous world, uh, or or prosperous country and, and, and a world that's becoming prosperous or was becoming prosperous uh, before the COVID-19 uh, and signal indicates on that one. Um, but in any case, yes, Western civilization is superior to other civilizations. And so, uh, and I think that it raises a lot of envy because a lot of people now say, well, you know, Western civilization, it's mostly white folks. Well, yeah, because it, it was mostly white folks in Europe, but it wasn't entirely white folks. Western civilization, the United States, one of the founding uh, 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 groups in the United States were, were African Americans. And if you, you got to consider them a founding group. We have a society, and it's not only a founding group, it was a very entrepreneurial group. And I'm writing an article about how the Democratic Party 
destroyed a lot of the the in, in, entrepreneurship in the, in the black community. Destroyed it, and purposely so. And I'll my article should be coming out in a, in a few months uh, on that. I got to get my footnotes well footnoted. The article is called. Uh, at least the tentative name is uh, the systemic racism of the Democratic Party. Anyway, getting back to this. So, if you oppose whatever definition that the woke people have, or the, or the woke have of social, social justice, you are automatically a fascist or a racist. Never mind that wokeism all is, a, is a fascist movement. And, but, you, you know, in order to advance things, you've got to create a sucker class. And so you get uh, people to suck into this whole idea of uh, dependency. You need a dependent class, reparations, increasing welfare. When that fits right in with Cloward and, and Piven, by the way, making a dependent class, sucker them into thinking that they're entitled to all this stuff, and then eventually to their detriment. And of course, and of course, defunding the police, and that's in order to increase the level of crime. That's very important. Disrupts the country. Got to make people dis- dislike their country. Right? Feel that there's there's they have to do something radical change to control the situation. So so we so the fact that there's crime is out of control in some of the inner cities, it's not does not affect the left. In fact, they're all for it. No bail, no cash bail, people coming, uh, uh, going to, being let out of prison, murderers being let out of prison early, violent criminals to go back on the street and commit more violent crimes. It's a way of having people lose confidence in their government, and they're all for that. Never mind the, the price paid by individuals, particularly minority individuals right now. By, by this kind of stuff. You know, as, as one professor once said many years ago when debating the, uh, what was, uh, after Khrushchev's speech uh, to uh, uh, 56 about the uh, horrors of Stalin and the crimes Stalin committed, and uh, and Presser was convinced, he said, you know, uh, by someone said, look, uh, 20 million people died. Are you willing to see 20 million people die to... to uh, uh, and, and, and the professor, the socialist professor, said, if that's the cost of creating a new society, the answer is yes. That's what he said. Um, and, of course, uh, you have meaningless slogans all over the place. Uh, that's typical of woke. Uh, and, and, and you got things like BLM, LGBTQXYZ, pro-choice, Antifa, you have all the climate change, you, you just, you don't talk about what's behind this, and and uh, it, it, look, climate change is a great thing. The world is coming to an end by 2030, you know, because of climate. Let me, let me tell you something. The climate is not as warm today as it was during the medieval optimum where, where Europe and most of the world uh, Agricultural production was way up. It was a time of prosperity, the medieval optimum, and that was followed by the uh, the little ice age. The advantage of the little ice age: the Earth got really cold, of course, and 
agricultural production went down, but it also killed rats and mice, which caused bubonic plague. But the point, and look at the dinosaurs. I mean, when the Earth was what four to six degrees warmer than it is now in the age of dinosaurs, I mean, so so what were they talking about now? They're talking about a total increase in, um, in, in over the last hundred years of no more than two degrees Fahrenheit. Well, maybe that's too much. Maybe it's going to cause uh, the, the, the oceans to rise and cause some flooding. But to think this is going to be the end, end, end of the world as we know it, uh, it's highly doubtful. But it serves the purpose of uh, convincing people they need more centralized control, more corporatism, uh, Green New Deal, and it's just another word for corporatism, having the federal government uh, play uh, and big business, the federal government, big unions get together and make decisions for everybody. Uh, kill entrepreneurship. That's very important. You got to get rid of entrepreneurship. Got to get rid of people who can threaten big business uh, financially. And people say, "Oh, well, the Republicans are for big business. Follow the money trail." The money trail for campaign contributions, big business is solidly, with few exceptions, maybe oil and gas industry, behind the Democrats. Because the Democrats promise to allow them to continue their semi-monopoly positions, promise to eliminate or to, to make it difficult for competition. After all, every time you pass a regulation, you're creating a barrier to people entering whatever economic field they want to enter. And how about personal property? That's got to go. If you're a Marxist, you're, you are completely against personal property. That's why Stalin had 40,000 kulaks killed, because they had their farms were producing surpluses, which they were selling to other members, of, uh, other people in Russia, which kept them alive after a, 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 a famine. But they were making profits and out of private property and private property gives people the ability to support themselves their ability to leave free of dependency on the government so you think the looting was opposed by the democrats why why would they oppose it i mean these people who had 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 uh had businesses they can support themselves they didn't have to depend on the government that's not acceptable to the left only dependency on the government is acceptable so why stop the looting? You, you get rid of uh, people's being able to, to fend for themselves, and, and you enc- encourage them to be, be, be dependent on the government. And that's what's happening with them. People can't find, <laughs> businessmen can't find people to work for them. Why? Because you got unemployment benefits, and you got the, the buy- bonus given by Biden, and it's, for a lot of people, it's, it's better to stay home, take unemployment, and the bonus unemployment checks from the Biden administration, they make more money that way than go to work. So why should they go to work? And my goodness, to, back to Cloward and Piven. Hmm. Cloward and Piven, what do they want? Well, an annual guaranteed income. Never dawned on them apparently that people have to have guaranteed annual income. And they chose not to work, they still get the income. Break. Hmm. Very interesting. Break? I'll be right after back right after the break. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes 
soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show? talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio. Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Robert D'Agostino back with Do Facts Matter. And I was talking about wokeism and various uh, woke, I guess, uh, various actions that woke, woke the woke establishment considers uh, sinful and uh, also the claims that, that they make about social justice and what have you, uh, and their definition of social justice, of course. But... Um, how about this? Uh, well, we're just uh, loosely organized Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You know, we're just loosely organized uh, uh, do-gooder uh, uh, protesting uh, injustice, protesting fascism, protesting uh, Trump, uh, who uh, who actually <laughs> believes in, in, in individual uh, uh, private property. Wait, wait, that's that's not acceptable. Uh, loosely nonviolent? Are you kidding? Hundreds of millions of dollars have been funneled to these groups in the name of social justice. And these groups funded professional organizers from Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and other groups who were there urging on and stirring up peaceful protesters to turn violent and to begin the looting and the burning. And where this money come from? George Soros Open Society Foundations funneled them to other organizations, which funneled them to support organizers of the riots, people who encourage the looters. Bill Gates, the the the, the, the big tech billionaires, uh, were involved in funding this way, directly or indirectly. Back. Gates reportedly spent 250 or $300 million to elect Democrats in the last election on a local level. Huge sums of money uh, in, in behalf of de- Democrats. And so we have, when you say big business is Republican, heck no. 
the biggest businesses in this country are, are the tech billionaires. People who run Google, Democrats, Facebook, Democrats, Amazon, Democrats, you name it, Democrats, Gates Foundation, Democrats, Microsoft people, Democrats. And of course, one of the things about woke, they're always angry about something. And that's really good news and bad news. Because since they're always angry about something, they always have to be, remain angry, and therefore they, the left tends to eat its own. Because left-wingers are always angry. And if they're ang- angry about A, they'll be angry about B. And if they're angry about B, and you're not angry about B, then you have to go. So the left is, a, and whether you look at the left-wing movements, the French Revolution ended up eating its own. The Nazis in Germany, National Socialists, that's a left-wing movement. It was a socialist movement. Of course, it was left-wing. They had not much use in uh, private property. They believed in a corporate estate, uh, just like the Democrats. Uh, We're not going to socialism right now. We're going to corporatism. Uh, Big business, big unions, big government. They run the things. They make all the decisions. Uh, And then you have, of course, uh, uh, Lenin, Stalin, Soviet Union, Pol Pot, Cultural Revolution, you name it, and all of that was aimed at being angry at something. It also was aimed at destroying, in most cases, private property and private ownership of, uh, of uh, or at least uh, uh, private ownership that couldn't be controlled. And of course, in, in Italy, in the fascist Italy, and in, uh, in National Socialist Germany, uh, the federal, uh, the, the national governments there controlled uh, the big business decision making. As Hitler said, he wasn't going to nationalize any of the industries. He let the people who knew how to run them as long as they did what he told them to do, which, of course, they willingly did. Big corporations are like that. And, you know, what Solvinsky said, uh, I could, uh, I had a lot of success. He had a lot of success in negotiating with big business. And he pointed out, look, I could sell them the rope if they can make a profit the first day, if they can make a profit on day two, even if I use that rope to hang them on day three, they'll take the deal. So uh, he knew. He, he knew. And we're, we're certainly seeing that nowadays. Well, let's go here and keep in mind all these kind of woke issues and woke, how you can be sin against wokeism. Let's go to Cloward and Pippin. And this, and the, the article they wrote was called, quote, The Way to the Poor, A Strategy to End Poverty. It was a 1966 article. Cloward, C-L-O-W-A-R-D, and Piven, P-I-V-E-N. That's their husband and wife team. And 1966, Columbia University professors, my alma mater, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Let me just read a little bit before I go through step by step what 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 they've proposed. And, uh, and and here's a here's what they they wanted to force disruptions, which quote would generate severe political strains and deepen existing divisions among elements in the big city Democratic coalition. That's what they said. That doesn't sound, doesn't sound like modern Democrats, identity politics. 
And uh, as a commentary on their work, I mean, their work was to make Negro constituencies, quote-unquote, more dependent upon and addicted to the welfare state as, quote, designed to ensure the support of northern Negroes and liberal elements in the Democratic coalition. So they purposely wanted to encourage dependency, and they purposely picked out American blacks for that. Purposely. Use them. Typical Democratic Party strategy, use minorities, particularly blacks, to advance their power goals. And, of course, power is what, what the Democrats are all about. They're truly a Saul Alinsky party, and, uh, who, you know, who made it plain that, that power was the goal. And you wouldn't, once you've got power, you can worry about what you're going to do with it. But first, you've got to get power. And don't ever discuss uh, issues. Look what they're look what they're doing. Uh, I mean, to, to Trump, it's and his family. It's it's nothing but ad hominem attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your Trump is rude and crude sometimes, and all that stuff. Not sometimes, or more more often than sometimes. And and uh, so he's he's he, he makes himself vulnerable to these ad hominem attacks. But it's ad hominem attacks followed by the politics of personal destruction. Hunter Biden can get away with anything. And and Trump, they're looking at his tax returns, which are prof- which are prepared by professionals. So what are they trying to find there? I don't know. They just, this is about intimidation. This is about destruction of him and his family. And it's about the misuse of the legal system. But, the, but of course, in the 1960s, when I was at Columbia, I learned any means to noble ends. So if your ends are noble, as defined by, of course, those speaking, then any means used to get there. And the fact that innocent people have to go, some people have to die. I mean, every left-wing movement in the history of the world, from the French Revolution on, has ended up in the killing of ordinary people. The incarceration, at least the incarceration and killing, what happened in the French Revolution? What happened in Nazi Germany? It's a left-wing movement. What happened in Soviet Russia? What happened in Cambodia? What happened in, in, in uh, communist China? What's, what's happening in Venezuela right now? Ordinary people always suffer. As someone once said, socialism is the prosperity of the bureaucrats. Or prosperity of the socialists themselves. That's right. They get prosperous. They have uh, summer homes. They have enough to eat. They uh, get medical care. Go to Cuba. Who's medical care? Yes, the ruling class gets medical care. The, the top military gets medical care. And who else gets it? Cuba exports their best doctors because they need foreign currency. And so if you get a Cuban doctor in some other country in Central or South America, the government is paying the Cuban government to have them there. And the doctors don't leave because their families are held hostage in Cuba. Uh, nothing like utopia to the leftist. So what is it that, in fact, uh, Cloven and Pivot thought had to be done and of course, Saul Linsky later on came, you know, completely uh, impressed by them, and 
thought of the strategy to get there. And the uh, one of the things they hoped, of course, to create was group conflict, and which would be a political crisis would, would occur because of this conflict. And one of the ways they want to do it is severe budget deficit, the budget strains. So let's let's go down the list. The eight step. First thing for the Clow and Piven was health care. The control of health care by the central government is extremely important. Never mind that if you give, quote, free, unquote, health care to everyone, the, the quality of health care goes down, but the cost of quantity goes up. So you go to the doctor. If it's free, you might as well go to the doctor to take out the splinter in your thumb, right? Uh, you know, it was, like some years ago, I uh, was uh, reading a little blurb on the... Uh, uh, I don't know where it was a, a newspaper because it was before the uh, computers were, were all around the place. And he said, uh, you know, it was very interesting. Uh, my uh, mother uh, decided to, uh, you know, uh, go to an uh, old folks home, uh, old folks uh, uh, project where, and uh, one of the great allures was uh, included in the rent was routine medical care. And she said, uh, my mother has been there several years, and she's constantly getting an increase in her rent and she doesn't understand it and I asked her uh, uh, well how are you using your doctor oh well you know I can see the doctor anytime I want to it's not like the old times when I was worried about spending the money I just go and see the doctor well yes <laughs> well you know if you think it's free you use it and of course uh, the level of uh, if look if, if you're a doctor along the Canadian border and I have a, one of my closest friends was just that and uh, a lot of the t- money they made was from Canadians crossing the border to get medical care because in Canada, the waiting times to see a specialist or to get anything done by a specialist was so excessive that you could die waiting. Uh, and we had some uh, friends of ours who actually uh, flew. They had the relatives, had, uh, I, I don't know if it was their parents in, in, uh, were in Canada or, or their uh siblings were in Canada, but were, 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 were extremely ill and uh, uh, were, were potentially dying. And they couldn't get medical care. Uh, they, they couldn't get a specialist they need. So they flew them to the United States and, of course, paid a fortune for medical care, but they saved uh, the lives of these uh, relatives. And I think they were their parents, one of their parents, but I'm not sure. But So this, this happens. Look, when Castro needed medical care, where did he go? He went to Spain. He didn't get it in Cuba. So, uh, you know, so control of health care is extremely important. And Cloud and Pribbon said, you've got to control health care. Control people's health care. You start controlling their lives. Then you, you have to increase poverty. It's very important to have increases in poverty. Because the more increase in poverty, the more dependency you can get, because you can supply a little on the income. So poverty increase is important, and we'll see that uh, happen, uh, and, and it is happening. And they do it by by putting people on welfare that don't really belong there, but they're on there anyway. Uh, take a look at the definition of poverty in this country. And so how many? And and the eighty percent of people that are in poverty are dependent on the government. Do not have any problems with shelter or food insecurity. And that should be the definition of poverty: shelter or 
food insecurity. Break. We're up against the break. See you shortly. And we want to take this opportunity to wish everybody a very safe Memorial Day. And remember what Memorial Day is all about. It's those that have gone before us that have given the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. Very important. Take a moment to say a little silent prayer for our veterans and those that have gone before them that have paid the ultimate price for our freedom. We'll be back right after this. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Robert Agostino back with Duke Fox Matter, and I'm talking about the eight-step plan or the eight goals that Cloud and Piven pointed out. We talked about government-controlled health care. We talked about the government's uh, the, the government must increase poverty. Poverty must be increased. So dependency is increased. And, of course, that goes along with number three, which is debt. Unsustainable debt. This is very important. Unsustainable debt. Now, look, <laughs> we had the first Bush, uh, the second Bush, excuse me, the second Bush, Obama, and Trump. None of them got control of the budget, and particularly under Ob- Obama. I should pick the, the the second Bush and Obama. It really got out of control, and there's and nothing to control it was done under the Trump administration. As much as I was favorable towards towards Trump as president, and now Biden has doubled down on everything. Look at his proposals; huge. His cover proposal is a one point eight trillion dollar deficit for the next year. This is unsustainable debt collapsed the economy, and the other problem with that is when we print all this money it becomes worth less and less that's definition of inflation too much too many dollars chasing too many uh, too few goods and services and then we risk the dollars lost as international currency the dollar loses its preeminence as international currency and you're going to see real then you'll really see runaway inflation so that's very important debt Increase it, unsustainable level. It's happening. It's government takeover of healthcare is happening. 
poverty increases, uh, which goes along with dependency increases. It's happening. Unsustainable debt. It's happening. Four, gun control. Get rid of the guns in the hands of law-abiding citizens. Make sure they can't defend themselves, that they have to depend on the government and, and, of course, preferably a federalized police force to protect themselves. And forget about guns. You don't care about criminals having guns. If you cared about criminals having guns, you'd redo stop and frisk. But they're not going to do that. Oh, no, that's terrible. It's humiliating. It, it targets black folks. It targets minorities, Hispanics. It, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Well, either in New York, you, you, the, 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 uh, the homicide rate went from over 2,000 a year to around 200 a year under Giuliani. So how many thousands of, of young men, mostly, who were, who were murdered uh, in order to make an ideological point? that some people were embarrassed and some people were uh, angered by stop and frisk. Well, you know, they don't care. Stop and frisk. If they want to cut down on crime, stop and frisk works. But that's not interesting in that. Only interesting in getting guns away from people. And look, the park, they don't need Parkland, this Parkland slaughter in Florida. There was plenty of red flags. They chose not to act on the red flags. They chose not to act in, in Parkland, the sheriff's office and, and the, uh, uh, the people who ran the educational system chose not to, superintendent chose not to act on the, on, on the warnings, including by the FBI uh, from an, uh, another area, which said that this guy had, in on the Internet, been threatening to shoot up the school. They chose not to act. And some, some cynical people might say, well, he had a Hispanic name. We don't want to be accused of being a racist. Uh, and, of course, welfare. Again, this goes with the poverty and the welfare and the cradle-to-grave. Promise everybody uh, health care. Promise everybody uh, something or other uh, unemployment benefits. So this goes right with the, the increase in poverty and dependency. This, uh, so I, in a large extent, uh, increasing the welfare roles. But this also goes with unsustainable debt. So this all ties in together. Increase poverty, get into dependency. And grant more and more welfare to, to middle class, for Pete's sakes, and that helps increase the debt. So it all works together. Edu- take over the educational system. They have certainly done that. The universities are, are worthless as educational institutions, most of them. Not all of them, most of them. And uh, I could tell in my class, they don't know anything. They graduated from from uh, from college, and what do they know? So many of them. You know, I kind of joke with them. I say, well, you know, you're a male student. What, what's your major in? Uh, chasing women, drinking beer, and going to football games. And they, they look at me, and they kind of shake their head. Yes, that's what we did for four years. And uh, the females, well, they went to football games, too, because their boyfriends wanted to go to football games. And, and actually, most of the... Uh, on, I should say most of, but on the average, I think the my my female students, my women students, spent more productive time in college than the males. They uh, uh, they got into areas of, of of study they hadn't done before. I mean, right right now, uh, I, biology is probably uh, more than half uh, women are in the field of biology and medical research. Uh, so, and that's something that they didn't do twenty years ago. Uh, in any case. Uh, 
they've got education and there's critical legal studies, a sexualization, ninth graders, eighth graders, seventh graders, down to almost kindergarten, they're sexualizing education and, and they're in coming in with critical race theories. Uh, one parent said, uh, reported on the internet that her daughter, her seven-year-old daughter came home, or seven or eight-year-old daughter came home crying from school because uh, she was white. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just terrible what they're doing with education. Dropping med- uh, math courses, advanced math courses, because they're too hard, and, and the people who take them are too many white males, uh, those courses. Instead of demanding standards from everyone, they're just going to lower the standards so they don't have to make demands on on their students. Uh, Religion, that has to go. You're a Marxist, you're a leftist, religion's in the way. Religious morality, oh no. Christianity, that really has to go. So the attack on religion, so, and they're succeeding. Religion has a a lower and lower... uh, uh, priority uh, to most Americans, their religious beliefs. And even in some areas of religion, like mainstream Protestant churches uh, and uh, uh, reform Jewish synagogues, uh, politics has largely replaced religion. Uh, This idea of doing good, this idea of compassion, uh, why take religion seriously unless uh, uh, in terms of what the religious precepts really, really, really state. And, and it's, and of course, the lies are told about it. If you look back at the Middle Ages, you look back at even before the Middle Ages, the so-called Dark Ages, who were the professors, who were the faculty members at the universities which started to form, University of Bologna, University of Paris, all these things in the Middle Ages? They were Catholic priests. And who supported these institutions of higher learning? The Catholic Church. They weren't anti-science. And they had the mythology of uh, Galileo and, uh, and the Church. I mean, the, the, the Pope protected him. He was a terror. He was a... It, <laughs> the people who wanted to get Galileo was, were his fellow professors because he was such an unpleasant human being. He also attacked people after him who disagreed with some of his theories. He really was totally intolerant of those who followed him. Look it up. Go look up Galileo and the real story about Galileo. And, of course, class warfare. Number eight, class warfare. This has become class and racial warfare. So it's it's identity politics. The Democratic Party is all about identity politics and class warfare. So if you take a look at Cloward and Piven, and I, and I urge you to look it up, if you look at, at what they believe, what they think, how to collapse the American economy, how to collapse America, actually, they, it's, it's happening. And the Obama administration really said it. I mean, that's been happening for a long time, but you know, Obama administration, I think consciously, was, uh, was uh, following both the Olinsky Kalinsky of strategy, but the cloud and cloud and Piven goals, and I think uh, now it's open out in the open, completely out in the open. And you say, well, do the American people realize it? Well, no. And if they did, would they do anything about it? Well, no. 
because they know bribery gets you everywhere. So you're out in California, and you have a recall for Newsom, the governor, and, and Newsom was said, well, you know, if you recall me, you're not going to get this check. But I'm going to give you this little bonus check coming for the Biden administration, and, uh, you know, you vote for me, you get the check, right? Yeah, well, so what's going to happen? I mean, I thought he was going to be recalled. Now I'm not so sure. Uh, I mean, after all, there's 200 bucks involved in uh, voting for the right person, right? Uh, you know, we used to talk in the old days in, in New Jersey, uh, paying, buying votes used to go walking around money. You'd uh, have this pile of money and you'd hand out uh, some cash to various people and you're playing to vote. No, nah, I don't have time. Well, here you, just, you, know, you, know, you go vote. You know, go over there and uh, they give you 10 bucks. Yeah. Oh, I can go vote for 10. Yeah, sure. Now you know who to vote for. So it's walking around money. Uh, New Orleans, uh, there was testimony when Woody Jenkins, who ran for the Senate and was defrauded of the Senate race many, many years ago, one of the people who signed an affidavit said he voted eight times. And they asked him, why did he vote eight times? He said, well, they paid me eight they paid me eight times the vote. So I just sat in the van and went from precinct to precinct and voted eight times. And I made uh, a little cash each time I voted. So, uh, you know, this is uh, not on typical. Okay, I mean, it's a big city machine. Wrap her up. Is, is that the show there? We got to wrap her up, yep. Well, okay. Well, I'm just telling some stories about uh, my old days and. Woody Jenkins I knew, and I was hoping he'd be elected senator from Louisiana, and he wasn't. Uh, but a lot of lost because they stole it, stole it from him. In any case, I urge my uh, my uh, listeners to look at this overloading of entitlements that is purposely being done to, to, to destroy the country. With that... I will bid you goodbye, and next week we have an interesting show with a guest, and we're going to talk about evolution and the scientific basis for evolution. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.